Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. <laughs> Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. We're concerned about Joe's ego. Just the most fabulous grandchildren in the world. Everybody thinks that about their grandchildren. <laughs> We're all over the building today. And uh, the one, is he a natural born climber or something? Yes, Jordan. Jordan. Wound up in the washing machine over the weekend. Okay, which, the, <laughs> you know, the front of it is chest tall, but he climbed up on top of it and then into it. Okay. And then into it, yeah. Thank right. goodness he couldn't get the hold of the controls. He probably had washed himself. They asked him why he did mm. it. He said he wanted to be washed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Logical, <laughs> I guess. So now he continues this week as part of the great unwashed in the world. So. I think that with my grandson, Jordan, you are on suicide watch 24 hours Well, a yeah, day. <laughs> that would make it nervous. If he takes a nap at your house, nobody, you know, I, when my daughter napped, I knew that was an opportunity for me to hit the couch for five minutes, but... Uh, yeah, with that kind of a young boy, you just you, 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 there's no napping, no, no watching. Well, he does nap from time to time, but <laughs> he has what my wife calls the no fear gene. Okay. <laughs> you know? If it well, looks like something fun to do, he'll do it. All right. Well, fantastic. Yeah, and the well, other one's as smart as humanly possible, right? The older one and an excellent piano player. Okay, that's great. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we saw that video. So yeah, Mike McGranahan was here today. Movie Mike was here with his uh, kids, and uh, now the grandfather shows up. I so. brought all my kids into the station today. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay, yeah, Mike. Yeah, the my whole son family. And daughter was, and where, two where's your wife? We need her, we need her here. So yeah, fun open house here today. So check out the pictures on the ninety four. Well, I mean, if Lena can bring in her cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, my daughter's in Oregon, but she gives us great updates on uh, Eugene, Oregon, and Portland, Oregon protests. Which incidentally, she says, hey, all that blank is continuing out there. She <laughs> says, is a very. She can hear the drumming sometimes at I night. Bet. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. On the market sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll free line open one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us, as a number of individuals have done. We haven't gotten to the emails lately because we had so many calls, but uh, we'll try to read a couple of those today. Some of them are timeless, and so uh, we'll grab some of these emails today and try to read the, those. You can text us at 70236, include the keyword OTM. We would love to hear from you via text today, if you would be so kind to contact us in that manner. And I want to tell you a little bit about the Sunbury Motor Company. Of course, family-owned dealerships since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf for the two locations, plus the other address, sunburymotors.com, where you can build a Ford, Hyundai, or Kia to your precise specifications. We've been talking about some of the Kias. We talked about the Hyundai Santa Cruz uh, last week, which is that mini pickup truck. Well, I'll talk about the Hyundai Santa Fe today. It's basically like the Tucson, but it's a little bit bigger. Uh, has a 2.5 liter engine, so you're getting a little more power out of that. Plus, 
plus they got a turbo version, plus they have a hybrid version. So, and with the hybrid, you're getting over 30 miles to the gallon overall in their test. You can get up to 30 miles to the gallon on the highway, but it's a luxurious, it's a little bit bigger than the Tucson, so if you're familiar with some of the Hyundais, but it's a fantastic vehicle. And uh, price-wise, it's almost luxury. Entry point, $27,000. So I know Joe still gasps whenever you have to spend more than a dollar on anything. But this is just fabulous luxury in the Hyundai line. You just can't uh, get any better than that. It's got that forward collision warning, the rear cross-track warning, automatic emergency braking, lane keeping, and uh, the lane uh, departure warning. So it's just fantastic. I have one of those in my car. My wife says, hey, you're out of the lane. I know. Yeah, when I talk. <laughs> to my wife. She hears the beep, beep, and she's like, hey, honey, could you spend five minutes in the, in the middle of the road? Well, my truck has, the one I'm driving now has a lane keeper on it, so you can just take your hands off the steering wheel and it'll keep your uh, right in the middle of the road where you should be, so that's a good and at first I didn't like it, but then when you haul a trailer and it keeps you right in the middle of that lane, it's a big, big help. So that's the uh, Hyundai uh, Santa Fe. Uh, it's right next to the Hyundai Sonata on the lot, so we'll talk about that one tomorrow. But Sunbury Motor has got these vehicles, Ford, uh, Kia, and Hyundai, and they would just love to do business with you. Uh, Sunbury Motors, sunburymotors.com. Did you hear the funny story out of Washington over the weekend? <laughs> President Biden now has a plan called the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. Is this the one that Manchin was talking about? Yes, and they say liberals, this is from the, Wash, uh, from the New York Post, and they say liberals have no sense of humor. Faced with record inflation and terrible poll numbers. Democratic leaders say they've reached a deal for even more taxes and spending. Get this, they're calling it the Inflation Reduction Act. Ha! Ah, we can only imagine that Senator Joe Manchin said yes because he thought it was a joke. Certainly the American people won't be laughing. The bill would increase taxes through various so-called reforms and loophole closures, which really means more IRS audits on the little guy. The spending will go to subsidize the Obamacare, which has proven it can't survive without them, and hundreds of millions in subsidies for solar and wind power, which also can't survive without them. They called it a bill to fight climate change, change rather it's transferring taxpayer money to Democratic-backed companies that would otherwise fail. Uh, Joe, that Joe Biden and his friends still won't admit that increased government spending leads to more inflation shows either willful, willful ignorance or blatant misinformation. Will Twitter fact check the same? Uh, fact check <laughs> this bill? Fact -check this. <laughs> yeah, or stick a warning label on it? The Inflation Reduction Act, a punchline and a punch in the face to Americans. Well, Joe Manchin says he'll support it, and he says that the tax increases are loopholes on companies over a billion dollars. So uh, maybe that's okay, you know, and that's his version of it. Uh, but I also noticed that, uh, of course, I don't, do you watch any of the Sunday programs themselves or just the analysis programs? I The like only reliable. Sunday program I watch is uh, okay. Howie Kurtz. Well, I was flipping through Meet the Press and uh, CBS and NBC, and Joe Manchin was on all of them. <laughs> so I looked it up. He was on seven Sunday shows yesterday. So while he was trying to get the word out, they asked him to get the word out about this. But anyway, he says it's closing loopholes for these billion-dollar companies, and he does not think that will be inflationary. And he says it doesn't have new spending, but uh, other senators disagree, saying there is some additional spending and that it will have 
a minimal impact on inflation. So, well, I read but, the New York Post. The New York Times says that a package of taxing called it a ta- package of tax increases, lower drug prices, and other provisions aimed at reducing the federal bud- budget deficit could alleviate rapid price gains. But they're not saying it's going to cut inflation. They're just mm. saying it could stop the rise of inflation, possibly. Yeah, so it's a little bit hard to say. Well, it's the same with that uh, burn pit. Uh, you know, you have Senator Ted Cruz says this absolutely positively isn't the bill we voted on the first time. It has wild amounts of new spending in it. And then you have John Stewart saying, no, it's exactly the same bill. So, you know, technically, one of them has to be wrong. Perhaps it's the it's John Stewart, Democratic comedian, but you know, and Ted Cruz, of course, has his own axe to grind. He's talking more about being a presidential candidate these days. So, well, you know, they they have an obligation, happening. I think, to take care of these veterans who were exposed to these burn pits. But if they're going to turn it into a boondoggle, I like clean bills. If that's what they want to do. Why can't they agree to pass a bill that does just that? Nothing else, just that. Well, yeah, Senator Toomey says that he didn't vote for the first bill either, but he said that it was uh, was closer to that, didn't have any additional spending, and it did have caps on how much could be spent on this. You well, know, it was it on a year-to-year basis. Check, right? It, it was a year-to-year basis, so. and that makes sense, because once they've been treated, maybe the need for additional treatment declines. Why would you say we're going to spend $500 billion a year on something if you don't need $500 billion a year on it. I think the tough situation is here is uh, now you have John Stewart and other people arguing that Republicans are voting to hurt veterans. This is an article from The Hill, which we think is a left-leaning Washington publication. Slightly okay. left, maybe. Uh, Senator Pat Toomey Sunday defended his no vote on a bill to aid military veterans exposed to toxic burn pits against what he called false accusations from comedian John Stewart. Stewart. Toomey, during an appearance on CNN's State of the Union with host Jake Tapper, called the former Daily Show host a pseudo-celebrity and accused the bill's Democratic backers of the oldest trickery in Washington. Quote, people take a sympathetic group of Americans, and it could be children with an illness, it could be victims of crime, it could be veterans who've been exposed to toxic chemicals, craft a bill to address their problems, then sneak in something completely unrelated that they know could never pass on its own and dare Republicans to do anything about it, unquote, Toomey said. The legislation supporters, Toomey said, will then unleash their allies in the media and maybe a pseudo-celebrity to make up false accusations to try to get us to just swallow what shouldn't be there, unquote. Toomey says the bill is significantly different than one that uh, says he did did not oppose the bill the first time around, but the changed version he does. On Sunday, Stewart blasted U.S. Senator Ted Cruz for voting no and called uh, claims about the spending language in the bill and the potential misuse included funds factually incorrect. All Democrats and eight Republicans voted for the bill when it was first introduced, but the tally fell five votes short after the bill came back well, to bypass the filibuster. Speaking of factually incorrect, John Stewart said the Republicans never met a veteran they weren't willing to screw over. That's <laughs> not true. The Republicans well, have know. historically voted to support veterans you gotta more get, than the Democrats. You've got to hand it to them for at least the zeal that he brings to the arguments. But it, this is more of the same stuff in 
Washington, instead of doing something about a positive, uh, something positive about a problem, they they look for ways to get the other side. Now, I'm not saying that's all the Democrats. It isn't. Republicans, no, I think, a, would do exactly the same thing. It's a bipartisan sin. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. And you know, and so who suffers? The veterans who are exposed to those burn pits suffer. Right. Or we it's, do, or taxpayers, or if inflation, if they say inflation will go up a little bit, well, you know, you know, Joe and I, you do shopping, correct? I do. Yeah, I don't do shopping, but I see my wife when she comes back and she's like, uh, honey, your cereal is $8 yeah. a box. I'm not buying that. My wife know. said to me, you look pale when I come back <laughs> from grocery <laughs> well, shopping. Well, and I think uh, if, if what's happening at our household is actually happening other places, we are now changing or cutting back. You know, we're in the past, up until recent weeks, we probably still got whatever we wanted, even though you paid for more, more for it, but like $9 for cereal, $8 for a case of soda or something. We'll cut back. Let me give you a classic example. Now, I am a big fan of Cope's dried corn okay. in the can, not the stuff that you have to soak. You buy it in the packs and you have to soak it. In. Right, but the right. canned stuff is really good. Every grocery store around here has been out of it for some period of time. So I thought, I'll check Amazon. I checked Amazon yesterday, and I can get a case of six cans for $45. Oh That's gosh. seven bucks a can <laughs> for corn. And it was, what, $2 in the store last year? It was year? less than that. Okay. I think maybe $1.89 or $2. It's for heaven's sake. You know, but that's – so people right. are taking advantage when, when they when there's a shortage, and I guess there's a shortage mm. of corn, and now yeah. we have a truck, a shipload of corn leaving the Ukraine. Hopefully it won't be sunk. But, you know, that's, that's what's wrong with this country. People are Some people are trying to take advantage of the Yeah, my the lovely cost. bride said, no, honey, this is gouging. So That's exactly what it is. Uh, one of our listeners says, it's impossible for Democrats to propose a bill that doesn't have extraneous BS attached to it. Yeah, Mike, mm-hmm. and I, I'll, I'll go ahead and we'll get ahead of Tom, who's going to send an email that says, it's impossible for Republicans to propose a bill that doesn't have extraneous <laughs> BS attached to it. So, Tom, you, can, you don't have to send that email. We, we made it up for you. So Gee, you're we did the tech. Well, I, I just think, you know, I, 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 I love this emailer. It's not signed, but I love it. I hope he sends us a thousand more emails as time goes on. But I just think if you just blame Democrats, you're really going to miss an sure. opportunity to uh, focus on what needs to be done. Um, you know, Republicans brought you all kinds of dilemmas and pickles over the years and lies and uh, false statements and weird. Well, I'll, I have to hand it to the Democrats for strangely named bills, but Republicans have done some. Well, I mean, for years I have touted a book that was written in the 1960s by Dr. Eric Byrne called Games People Play. And one of the games was called Now I've Got You, You SOB, and I won't spell out exactly what it is. (laughs) But, I mean, the whole premise of the game is that people lie in wait trying to find some way to just get the other side, you know. That's what I do on the show with our arguments. Well, that's that's what's wrong with the country. I mean, (laughs) instead of trying to solve problems, Congress is looking for ways to preserve themselves in office, and that's a problem, a serious problem. All right, we got some callers standing by. Uh, hold on, Bobby. Uh, Stan, you are first up here topping, uh, talking on topic. Uh, John Stewart, the comedian, <laughs> is your oh, subject. Not funny. He's kind of irrelevant, but Joe, I think I have an answer for you. Okay. Pass a clean bill because there's no power in passing clean bills and putting actually in what a problem that needs to be solved. Just that. Just that alone. Right. Power that. Right. You can't tell that you solved a problem or anything or did a big... You can't jab it to the other side if you have an easy bill. 
Well, that's not there lies the problem. I, I heard a clip Manchin was on, I think, I don't know which channel it was, I think CBS yesterday talking about, and the guy asked him, do you want Democrats to retain control of the House and Senate in the midterms? He couldn't answer that question. No, I'll work with anybody, blah, blah, blah. It's too much politics and everything. Well, I'm sorry, but he's interjecting politics and everything he does. Well, and he was on... Uh on the Fox show then, uh, Brett Baer asked him, do, do you care if the Democrats take over? And he said, no. Do you care if Republicans take over? No. Do you care if we have a Democratic or Republican? No. Do you care if you run for re-election? <laughs> no. And I'm like, isn't that funny? Like, what, is he going to switch to Republican or something? He might. There have been talk that he should have. Well, he, he, he yeah, well, that, well, that, well, that would do the country good, probably, because that would get the humor out of control of the Senate. But, you know, he's, he's too wishy-washy. He can't make, well, he can make up his mind. It's whatever gives him power, because that's what it seems to be. He's, he looks for power, and he'll take whatever he can get. And right now, whatever the deal is they stuck with the, you know, humor, that gives him power. You know, that, that's what's been going on since he's the past year and a half gives him power. You know, people were talking about Joe Manchin. So, you know, it's just it's, it's insanity and it's politics. Well, but what we don't what we don't know is whether Kristen Cinema is going to go along with this deal. Kirsten. Kirsten, I'm sorry, Kirsten Cinema. Yeah, she'll, she'll probably go along with it. I mean, but I, I, but I, I guess they're what, trying to get that through the reconciliation thing instead of having being able to, you know, filibuster it in the Senate. They, you know. It's some sort of budget thing. Right. Oh, reconciliation. Yeah, it's going to try to so, go through under reconciliation. I thought they could only do that so many times in a year. Uh, I don't know. What's a, maybe it's a fiscal year, and so therefore uh, it would qualify as a new year or something, if that you know exists. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, but I know the parliamentarian has to give his blessing. Their, well, whether it's him or her, I don't know which, but give their blessing... You know whether or not it can be go, be voted on in, in rec- reconciliation, is my understanding of how the system works. You know, it's it's just playing stupid games, and it's not going to reduce inflation as we all know because they're just spending <laughs> more money. Well, you know, although they say, well, taxes, we're going to get more taxes from the rich. No, they won't. Yeah, that's like sa- saying I can spend my way out of credit card debt by buying more on credit with my cards. <laughs> and borrowing from another credit card right. company to pay off my other debt. All right. Debt consolidation. Right, that works every time it's tried, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> All but, right. But, but, but on a good note, my understanding, I heard a report that uh, Biden's going to fill in gaps along the southern border on the wall. He's going to build wall in the gap, big gaps, you know, to try and stop some of this illegal crap going on down there. Oh, yeah? No. That's what I've heard that. now. Whether it's true or pans out, I don't know. I won't. I, w- I won't hold my breath because I really don't want to pass out. But uh, <laughs> it's possible, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I've heard because he's catching a lot of heat there. You know, bringing all these drugs in, people are dying. Bringing all these illegals in, the trafficking, the kids and the women, and the sex trade, and you know, they're bringing criminals here that you know just in the gangs. You know, it's just a wonderful thing going on at the border. People are dying in the desert because they can't get, you know, they just get left off. What does our border czar think about this plan? 
<laughs> I don't know. Is it? Is she identifies she, her. She's wearing a blue suit today, and her name is Kamala Harris. It was oh, nice of her to tell us what right. she was wearing. I, I couldn't identify what she was wearing. Well, she said that was because of the disability, visual disability uh, program that she was participating in. It was a panel discussion that related to the ADA anniversary, and so her description was for individuals <laughs> with the visible dis- or vision uh, disabilities. Okay. But you don't well, believe how did that. How explain it to the hearing impaired then? I, uh, <laughs> they had signers. Yeah. There were signers in the background. Oh, were people doing telling sign her what, dra- yeah. what color dress she was wearing. Okay. <laughs> well, you know. Okay. You know, and uh, you know, there was visually impaired people there. Now, if they were visually impaired from the day they were born, blue means nothing to them. If they went blind at a later date, blue might mean something to them. But in the whole world scope of things, it's irrelevant what she's wearing, as long as she's wearing clothes, because she was on TV, and she's in a meeting, a public meeting. I so, don't know. Stan, that always comes in good. Stan, you're, big, you're the, bigger than this, because honestly, uh, she was participating in a conversation about disability, so she's providing a description. If you would like to find Kamala Harris falling short on something, there's nine <laughs> other things you could choose, but th- the fact that she described her blue suit, <laughs> this is beneath I'm, you. That's that's wonderful. I, I just think it's a waste of time and stupid. Okay, right. like I said, gotcha. if you were if you were born blind from birth, the collar means nothing. Okay, and that she's wearing something right. you said means that. nothing because gotcha. you would hope that. So the whole thi- the whole two minutes or whatever she spent thirty seconds, whatever it was, was a waste of breath. All right, we got you, Stan. She should have been throwing something important. Thank like you. We know Kamala can't do anything important. Have a great day. Yeah, right. thank, thank you, you, sir. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We got one caller standing by. We uh, do not have a new email, so send that to on the market dot com. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. In an ever-changing world, one thing you can always count on is the service at Purdy Insurance. Hi, this is Season. While the world is constantly changing, Purdy Insurance is dedicated to providing you with the highest level of service to protect you, your family, and your business. Give us a call today at 570-286-5855. Go to our website at purdyinsurance.com or check us out on Facebook to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Get ready to anticipate more from retirement when you open the door to more at Riverwood Senior Living Community. Visit for an in-person tour and choose from beautiful apartments and garden cottages featuring balconies, patios, or decks. Forget the hassle of home maintenance and let us handle it for you. Come enjoy our gorgeous campus, pool, and wellness classes and let us do the cooking at our restaurant. 
Visit Riverwoods.org to see our variety of living options. Anticipate more at Riverwoods. You could save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, but when we just come out and say it, it feels like it falls a bit flat. So instead, we're going to hire a professional voice actor and pay him absurd amounts of money to say, I like this product. Hmm, not sure why that was better. I mean, I'm a professional too. But we didn't pay him to say the business part, so back to me. Save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. Sorry, I know hearing me say it was a bit of a letdown. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Do you owe the IRS $8,000 or more? Are you a few years behind on your filing? Are you going through an audit and have no idea what to do? You need an ally, fast. Allies Tax Relief Negotiators can protect you from all IRS collections, but have you called them today? Their team of enrolled agents, tax attorneys, and CPAs are your allies to fix all your tax problems. Take the first step to getting the IRS off your back. Call Allies Tax Relief today for a free consultation. 800-957-0325. Allies Tax Relief, 800-957-0325. Hi, everybody. Steve Jones back today to talk Penn State football, 3 to 5, News Radio 1070, WKOK. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We're talking about, uh, uh, I guess there's two big bills pending in Harrisburg. One is no. many build back better, and the other you one is... Washington. Or, yeah, what did I say? You said Harrisburg. Oh, gosh. Yeah, sorry. Thank Don't you. Don't encourage them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got their own problems. <laughs> right. But anyway, one is the many build back better that has some tax increases in it or uh, closing loopholes for some of the wealthiest corporations and uh, some additional spending that might uh, offset some climate. And Joe Manchin goes for that. The other one, the burn pit legislation that two different versions uh, being voted up one moment and down another and then John Stewart got involved so but really it's really just exposing the fact that Republicans and Democrats are trying to make uh, best use of any gotcha moments that the fate may present with them there and the fact that Republicans don't want to don't want to have happen would it just happen and that's that uh, they're going to look like they're voting no on something for veterans because John Stewart is just so heavily covered. In fact, he was interviewed on Meet the Press. He was on Meet the Press. Well, I guess he's done quite a few interviews. But then Joe Manchin trying to uh, trip the light fantastic and appears the middleman through all of this yesterday on seven different Sunday shows. The only thing that encourages me is that Joe Manchin is a fairly reasonable guy. Now, if he if he thinks that the benefits outweigh the detriments here, I'm willing to hear what he has to say. And if especially if Kirsten Cinnamon goes along with him. Well, and I think, uh, well, that's not a terrible premise. Let's suppose that Joe Manchin is the gold standard for how we should behave. Uh, is that the way to be, to wait till there's things in the bill that are ideal for your constituents and then vote for it, to stay out of politics at all, whether it's who controls the House or the Senate or the presidency or even your own uh, Senate seat in the years ahead? So, well, he wouldn't endorse uh, Biden for re-election, so that's yeah, that, something. That's, that was part of it. So mm-hmm. uh, if, if you're going to be, uh, is he the solution? And is he running for president? With, uh, uh, is Biden running? Yeah, he says meet, he is. Yeah, meet the press yesterday. He was just, he, you could tell that they were just going to ask him, are you running for president? But then he stopped short <laughs> of that. All right, uh, Bobby D., thanks for being patient. Go right ahead. What's cooking in your world today? Yes, um, I got to say good morning, everyone. Joe, I'd like to thank you personally for um, I'm going to say staying on the central uh, Susquehanna Valley Thruway um, Committee because uh, I've had the opportunity to uh, cross the bridge several times. <laughs> and uh, 
course, from growing up here, of course, Mark, Mark can tell you this: the old Bainbridge and the White Bridge, <laughs> and of course, you know, you know, over the years of uh, of uh, bridge improvements in that, it's one definite project that was worth waiting for. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, yeah, Joe, are you happy now? See, people are recognizing you. Okay, as send long money. As, as long as they don't call it the Joe McGranahan Memorial Bridge. You'll be well, happy. as long as the word memorial's not in it yet. For right. a while. <laughs> so. All right, thank you, Bobby. Right, have a good day, yep. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate the thanks. Yeah, the bridge is something else. Yeah, you got to go over it on an SUV or a truck so you can see over the side. No, I prefer to go over it lower so I don't see over the side. Oh, you don't realize how high I am. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's a I shame was astounded coming across it the first time. I didn't even think I was on a bridge. You know, if you go across from the Northumberland County side to the Union County side, you just don't think you're on a bridge. It's a shame we can't use it for a sightseeing opportunity, some sort of a walk. Well, you can on a bus. Okay. All right. <laughs> or borrow a truck. All right, well, we're going to take a quickie break. When we come back, we'll keep topic, talking about the partisan divide in Washington. And we got some emails, and we'll have some texts by then. We're sure about that. And we'd love to hear from you. It's an open phones Monday on WKOK's On the Mark. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is across from me. Uh, he's all smiles. He's well rested after his three-day retirement lengthened weekend and some quality time with his good grandkids. So he's in, he's all smiles. And Rob Sanders on the other side of the glass. Fabulous producer, call screener, and just a super FM music announcer and producer around here. Sports nut. Phillies nut. He's all happy. The Phillies swept all four of the Pirates games over the weekend, so uh, the Phillies are playing super-duper or the Pirates playing terrible, one or the other. But, uh, yeah, so that happened. And, uh, let's see, I'm Mark Lawrence, subpar host of the show. I portray a uh, bad liberal, or actually, I, I very poorly play a good liberal. I'm trying to be a good liberal, but uh, one of our good listeners said uh, on Friday that I don't do very well at anything, so oh. sorry. <laughs> so well, I guess I shouldn't laugh. It's bona fide constructive criticism, I think, was the goal. So, uh, yeah, so that's well, that. maybe they were just being nasty. Be <laughs> trying to be mean. Well, you ought to go back and read that. Yeah, this was the one that was forwarded from the newsroom. This okay. Is, uh, it's uh, w- worth it to revisit because uh, you'll appreciate, you will... Um, Trying to find it? Uh, yep, there it is. Okay, okay, perfect. You look at that in the meantime. All right, on the mark, sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll free line is open. Call us 1 800 795 9565. You can email us at com, and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We would love to hear from you today. Uh, WKOK Sunrise, we're the place where the Lackawanna College Sunbury Center 
Center Director Phil Campbell talked about today's open house. Starts right now and goes until about 5 o'clock, but then there'll be an open house and celebration today from 1 to 3 p.m. with local dignitaries there, and uh, it is all to celebrate their fifth anniversary, some new programs, some new majors, some new instructors, and some new programs at Lackawanna College in Sunbury. State troopers in Lycoming County say a man from Montour County may have drowned in the Susquehanna River Saturday evening. Troopers at Montoursville say they aren't identifying the 39-year-old Danville man until his family is notified. They say the incident happened in Muncie Creek Township in the west branch of the Susquehanna River. They say the man was uh, floating, uh, swimming in the river, but was pulled downstream by current and began to struggle to swim. Troopers say witnesses tried to help him but couldn't reach him in time. They did eventually give him CPR, but uh, to no avail. That man apparently drowned, and we're waiting for more information on that. And a Friday evening incident in New Berlin has state police at Milton seeking information on a possible child abduction attempt. They say an unknown white male was loitering in a gray Volvo sedan in the 500 block of Vine Street around 5.30 to 6 p.m. and attempting to lure children into his vehicle. They're looking for that vehicle. Republican gubernatorial candidate Doug Mastriano tweeted that the CEO of Gab doesn't speak for me or my campaign and said he rejects anti-Semitism in any form. He stopped short of disavowing ties to Gab, a conservative social media site accused of harboring anti-Semitism and its CEO Andrew Torba. Democrats, including the gubernatorial candidate Josh Shapiro, had demanded Wednesday that Mastriano cut ties to the site after Media Matters for America, a liberal watchdog group, revealed that Mastriano's campaign paid Gab $5,000 for advertising consulting. Uh, WHTM-TV was unable to verify that April 28th expenditure. Gab gained notoriety after the Tree of Life synagogue in Pittsburgh massacre uh, that was carried live on Interesting point. If you have a a platform like that that espouses any kind of free speech, we're not going to impose any limits. And you join that because you support free speech. And people say things on there that you disagree with and that are horrible. You know, does that tar you with that brush? Should you leave it? Or if you believe in free speech, should you just either ignore or not read or, you know, disregard people who say things you don't like? Well, I I think what you're saying for private individuals is true. You know, if uh, you didn't work here and you weren't on the radio and you weren't a man manager and you weren't a business person and you wanted to join Gab and they have a reputation for being anti-Semitic and their owner is anti-Semitic and that's his prerogative and that's America. You're allowed to be that way if you wish. But uh, if you are a person who'd like to lead the whole state and you're going to have constituents who are Jewish, he already has constituents who are Jewish as a state senator, uh, I think you have to revisit those kinds of things not prohibited. If you want to, go ahead. But I think the better course is to revisit that kind of thing and say, okay, well, do I want to participate in ultra-offensive free speech? You know, would Joe, would you go to a rally where you knew flag burn, American flag burning was going to happen? If, if they said, okay... If that you, was the stated purpose of the rally, no, I wouldn't go there. But if okay. I went there and somebody There's burned be a flag... There's all kinds of free speech. Right, all kinds. Somebody if somebody burned that. a flag, I wouldn't go anywhere near that. And if they asked me if I supported it, I would say no. 
But it's like, I mean, you get the same thing. Uh, there's been a controversy about, over the years about Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A because of their religious beliefs, that they believe a certain thing and that, 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 the, the that they believe do. it. The well, owners do. But, you know, different. I'm not buying their philosophy. I'm buying the products they sell. I right. don't believe in boycotting people because I disagree with their, and I'm not saying I disagree with their, their philosophy, but I, I, it's got nothing to do with whether I shop there. But different issues. Hobby Lobby has an insurance program that won't to fund contraception for women, and that's their prerogative, according right. to the U.S. Supreme Court, so they, they're doing that. But um, Chick-fil-A doesn't have anything that discriminates or anything. They're just owners, super outspoken with as a, uh, you know, a Christian leader with a, a moral uh, compass that he loves to talk about, given the, the platform, so uh, given a platform to speak on. So slightly different issues, but still choices that... Uh, leadership and companies make. Look, I wouldn't buy anything from Mike Lindell, not because I disagree with his religious philosophy or his political philosophy. But he ruined Fox News. I find him annoying. (laughs) The fact that 17 commercials and a break are on, and I got one last chance to buy his slippers at 50 bucks a pair when they're normally 125, I could care less. But, you know, it seems to me that we're putting all these criteria on people that they have to believe what we believe in order for us to patronize their business or to vote for them you know if but I, I agree with you Mastriano would be well advised to repudiate gab well I uh, think when you're running standpoint. for office you want to appeal to everybody you know not just Democrats but to all faiths and so on so I think this would hurt him uh, NBC reported over the weekend that he's gaining in the polls Mastriano I yes so I haven't seen that I don't see it WHTM had a poll from Trafalgar recently that still had him you know 12 or 12 or 13 points back he was still pretty yeah, I thought far. he was pretty far back right still pretty far behind so I'm not sure uh, Kristen Welker said it in their gab fest that they have after the program when they were talking about is it a good idea for Democrats to fund ultra-extreme Republican campaigns so, so that they can sort of uh, expose the emperor for having no clothes under those <laughs> circumstances. So, Well, again, that's more about preserving yourself in power than it <laughs> is right. about actually being outraged by someone's opinions. Well, I, well, yeah, that's a touchy ground. I think that you have to watch that. But in any event, all the way back around to Senator Mastriano, um, I think if he wants to be governor, and I personally, I envisioned, I thought this would be the right time for a Republican governor. I thought that a Republican could win and would win. Yeah, if it were Lou Barletta, uh, I think he would have. But I think he's, as a campaigner, I think he's making some choices that will make it hard for some Republicans to support him. Not all. I think he probably still will get and enjoy and has. I see big. There's no such thing as a small Mastriano sign out there. <laughs> the big billboard signs are all over. So, uh, you know, or uh, you know, they're like four by eight sheets of plywood with a big sign but, on w- it. But what, it, what I'd like to know is if Mastriano is more conservative or Trumpian. If he's conservative, I could vote for him. If he's mm-hmm. Trumpian, if you know, if he's and he's still buying into the election was stolen and all this other stuff, you know, I, I like I like what somebody said that elections are for looking forward, not looking back. And I forget who that was, but it was somebody mm, okay. in the political, political seeking political office this time around. Oh, it was uh, Josh Shapiro said that, okay. and I think he's right. I think we should be looking forward, not backwards. And the fact that the Republicans, that Donald Trump can't stop airing his grievances every time he starts to speak, and to the extent that that's a litmus test for other Republicans to gain his support, and to the extent that his support means something, 
I think we're just in an endless circle. Yeah, and I think uh, certainly Mastriano portrays himself as being more Trumpian than conservative. Now, whether his actual views or votes are that way, and it's very hard to tell because he doesn't do interviews. He does a very limited number of campaign appearances in a very limited number of places. So you're kind of left with uh, what he's, what you can catch him. Like he did reiterate over the weekend that his abortion view is no exceptions at all whatsoever, life of the mother included. So you know you have something that's really going to put well, physicians extreme, right? That's going to put doctors in a difficult position, I think, under some circumstances, and it will put women in a position to you know leave Pennsylvania if he's governor and that that passes. So, all right, well, to be continued, uh, Joe and I will stop the post headline gab fest and invite you to contact us. We started out today talking about the political extremes and the gotcha moments in Washington, D.C. Now we've morphed into the uh, political extremes as they exist in Pennsylvania. We love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565. Do you want to read that before you take our caller? It says, uh, Chris is right. All Democrats don't lie and all Republicans lie. It's a fact and undisputable, according to Chris. According to Chris, he's always right and Joe is always wrong. A fact, according to Chris. <laughs> Come on, Joe. When will you finally admit you are always wrong and Chris is always right? <laughs> it must be amazing to always have the ability to be right. Give me a break. <laughs> what do you think, Chris? I think I never said that. <laughs> and he's making it up. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so please tell him to clean out his ears. <laughs> the wax. And listen to what's really being said. Okay. Joe likes to change the subject of that when he doesn't have an answer. <laughs> oh, he is. He is uh, a pivoter-in-chief. <laughs> when he doesn't have an answer, he says, Oh, Republicans are always wrong. Democrats are always right. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> but, you know... That's what he says. All right. But that's not why you call. That's called. not what I say. That's what he says. <laughs> right. Right. I got you. But that's not why you called. Uh, yeah, yeah. Why did I call? I can hardly remember. Well, first of all, I was very curious about that, too, about Mastriano poll reports without the polls. Right. I saw it in several stations and a couple newspapers about how he's gaining in Pennsylvania, and I didn't see one poll presented as evidence in any of those things that had headlines. Yeah, like somebody that. must have it, but I don't know it's who it is. very confusing. <laughs> but uh, the other thing is I don't quite understand uh, why the veterans things was some dirty trick by Democrats, which I thought people were saying or Joe was in talking about. Maybe he meant something on the other bill instead, but I I I fail to see why where there was any dirty trick or anything in that bill that was objectionable. Yeah, I think we'd have to look at it line by I line. I think the point that they were making is that there were no restrictions on it because there was a lump sum of funding. If the funding wasn't spent on it, it could be reallocated to other purposes, whereas the Republicans favored a bill that went year to year to year with funding yeah, caps. They didn't notice it the first time. They didn't notice that until, until Tommy brought it up Okay. in the second version. And I think it was, was the first version they passed on was, was, was like that. So it seemed kind of late in the process to be bringing that up, but 
if they that's what they wanted uh, I it's hard to see the difference what I understood the difference was was whether it was going to be the way Tommy organized things it would have to be refunded every year which means you'd have to go through this stuff about bringing in and uh, veterans uh, lobbying and doing it every year mm, okay which which seems like you know like are they gonna all get well in a year or something or are they all gonna die off in a year and you won't have to do it anymore that seems like a really bad way of doing it but well and Chris I was confused more by the Republicans explanation of what it was than I was by Stewart. Well, and I think, honestly, this is, Chris, where you and I, if you happen to be negotiating the price of something or you're going to buy something someplace and you'd hope that they go down in price, this would be an excellent entrance point for a discussion and a negotiation. A reasonable person could resolve this fairly quickly because you have two people with very clear viewpoints and a, you know an eye on what they want to get out of this in the end. But why can't that happen in Washington? Yeah. Well, I, I, well, I don't understand why the... I, I don't understand what Tommy's real complaint was or how to his me. amendment changed it. Yeah, to me. To me. Listen, you know, if, you, was, if you yeah. have a finite amount of money that you know is needed, certainly there are people... The government estimates expenditures all the time. If they want to pass a bill that actually helps these veterans, then I think they need to say, here's the assessment we find, that there are X number of people who are going to benefit from this. The anticipated costs for first year are X amount of money, and here's a bill that funds the first year. Then we'll see where we are, and the second year we'll do additional funding if necessary. Why just say, we're going to give you $700 billion, and if you don't spend it all, we'll then figure out something else to do with it. Something else to do with it totally unrelated to veterans at all? That's the way I understand it could go. Yeah, it could go into un, un, uh, undedicated funding. And the Republicans funding. didn't notice this the first time around? I don't know whether they noticed it or they didn't notice it, but or the fact is, it's a fact, and so the question is, do you vote for well, a bill that allows that? It's really a fact, as I've heard that denied, too. Of course you have. Of course I have. Right. Yes, yes because I listen to nonsense all the time. That's right, right. you right. do. No, it's because people's explanations didn't make a lot of sense. The closest one that makes sense was John Stewart, as far as I could tell, <laughs> exactly what was going on with the bill. But they had time to put amendments in and, and ask for that earlier, and they didn't. And then when everybody was expecting them to do it, they, uh, they, they, they came up with this at the last minute on the second vote for it. Well, is it valid or isn't it valid? I, I have my serious doubts whether it's valid. Okay, well, of course you do. Because that would mean Republicans well, because, are banned. Uh, the Republicans that didn't explain it very well. Do I you, listened to their explanations, and I didn't even hear one. Well, did you hear time. John? They, now, you, all they said was what? John Stewart says the Republicans never met a veteran they weren't willing to screw over. You believe that's true? I think that's uh, often true in uh, in uh, a lot of the programs that. To take care of the, the, the Republicans like to crow about how much they honor veterans more than they like to actually put money aside to fix the problems that veterans are facing. So, what problems have Republicans failed to address among veterans? 
I'd have to go back and uh, research that, but I know there were a lot of times where the, they were against Agent Orange fun funding for a long, long time. That was Republican opposition to that for, for 20 years. They caused that. That's going back to the Vietnam War. Do you have a more recent example? <laughs> <laughs> well, you only well, asked for the burn piles in uh, Iraq. That's taken, a, that's taken how many years now? And in fact, this program that they're talking about goes back to help uh, the Vietnam veterans, too, who are in the same situation. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, wasn't just, it's not just the, the recent, more recent Middle East wars, and that was, what, 20 years ago, too. All right. We're just getting around to it. We'll let you both look up opportunities where Republicans have not been helpful to fund if, topics for veterans. Anything else, Chris? Uh, yeah, there was one other issue, but it's long past my memory now. All right. We've been talking about three other things. Well, send us a note as you occasionally do. Glad to hear from you. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, right, Chris. Bye. Take care. All right, 1-800-795-9565, the open phones. Joe's looking up uh, times when Republicans have hurt veterans' funding proposals. 1-800-795-9565. You could email us at onthemarket.com or text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We got it. There we go. All right. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Friday, we received this email when uh, John Shipman was explaining that there is an actual movement called the Great Reset. It's not made up. And to that end, Steve says, Klaus Schwab, author of the book, The Great Reset, is available in many bookstores. Government, business, and financial leaders around the world are brought into this, bought into this nonsense. Chris ought to read this book and get up to speed with what his party is doing and actually believes. Alrighty. And to that end, we received this one, the one yes. that's highlighted. Our friend Tom says, talk about Trump's speech where he says he would like to open concentration camps. I know you didn't hear. Oh, I'm sorry. Too soon. <laughs> Go ahead. I know you didn't hear that. Okay. Actually, he didn't call anything like concentration camps. He was talking about finding this is vacant land. Instead of having the poor live in the streets in democratically controlled cities as they do, the homeless, and having them in their encampments in city streets, he's talking about finding land available for them and then building high-quality tents so at least they get them off the streets and give them some place <laughs> where they can be. It's not the, a concentration camp. The Daily Mail writes an article, from, and this is from England, says Donald Trump called for the homeless 
homeless to be put into specialized camps, and he bragged about sending the Secret Service to sweep search tents Tuesday in his first speech back in Washington, D.C., and this is from about a week ago or so. Uh, in a somber speech running more than an hour long, the former president hammered the Biden administration on the crime wave. He uh, also said he'd like to open up large parcels of inexpensive land on the outer reaches of the city. Uh, he said of his plan for the homeless, calling his real estate development background to the forefront and create thousands and thousands of high-quality tents. He said that's the only way we're going to remove hundreds of thousands of homeless people, perhaps throughout our nation. Millions of people referring to the homeless. It can be done in one day, he said. He spoke as the Washington Post reported that the former president is facing a Department of Justice criminal probe over his alleged attempts to overturn the 2020 election result. had nothing to do with what he said during that speech. He was talking about specific things, trying to solve a problem, offering perhaps an innovative solution to an existing oh. problem where <laughs> the Democrats' camp. only solution is to let them live on the streets and cities. And there, there are pictures of kids in San Francisco walking to school past homeless encampments and people mm-hmm. with drug issues. You know, it's sad. Didn't what one he's of our world leaders one time try concentration camps for people we didn't like? Yeah, it was called Adolf Hitler. Ah, okay. Just but that was political prisoners. These aren't political prisoners. These I are people they're, that they're trying to help. These are homeless prisoners. So let's say you build a high rise for them. Why is that less? Okay. Why well, is that more noble than putting them in tents? Well, now you on know why Fox News won't advocate for Donald Trump anymore. They're moving on. They're all Cruz, DeSantis, and Cornyn, and all the rest of them. Cindy, you're on the mark. Thank Thanks for calling in. You know, on top of Hitler, I recall FDR imprisoned people out yes, in the American West. Yep. In World War II, let's not let's not gloss over our own ugliness in the fervor to remember remember other people's ugliness. But that is not what I called. <laughs> okay. I called because we're talking. One of the issues about this um, bill that they've put forward about the burn pits is this loose. $400 billion. Fascinates me that we would be so sloppy about something that starts with the letter B, billion. But it, here's why I object to giving the government any discretion at all. In a, this was on NPR last week. In a new report from the Government Accountability Office, they found that the U.S. Department of Education miscalculated the cost of federal student loans. Wow, that's wow. a surprise. Does this give you any insight into why our kids do so poorly on international math tests? But that's another story. From 1997 to 2021, the department estimated that payments from the federal loan program would make them $114 billion. Make that kind of money for the federal government, right? This is why they usurped this from the banks and said, no, no, we'll do this ourselves. We can do this more efficiently, cheaper, and fast. We're going to make $114 billion doing it. But the GAO found that as of 2021, the program has actually cost the taxpayers an estimated $197 billion. So not only didn't they make the $114 billion that they guessed that they would make, but they have lost nearly $200 billion. Hmm. 
Well, and I think the student, student loan. Right. The student loan program is one area where Washington, and it's, it's not just the Biden administration, this has probably been going on as long as the student loan program existed, kept no records, has no track of it, has contractors coming and going, and they lose continuity. You know, people who have been paying back their loans call and say, how much do I owe? And they say, have you been paying back? We have no record. You know, even mm-hmm. they would have canceled uh, checks or transfers or whatever. They have no record? Right. And I'm supposed to yeah. have it. You know, yeah. I, there's an incentive on mine that if I paid it back in X number of years, yeah. you'll forgive the rest. And they say, well, we don't have any record of your loan at all whatsoever. <laughs> How much? Well, then please? why pay at all? Well, that's right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's the Not whole thing's mention, a debacle. But, and Mark, I, I hear you, and I've seen those articles as well. Not to mention, you were promised that your list of your loan would be forgiven. So if you were one of these bean pushers, don't you think you better start counting? Well, that's one she paid. That's two payments. That's three payments. And this in the age of technology. We're not asking them to shuffle paper like the red tape scandal during the Civil War. We're talking computers that record this information, and yet they have no clue, no clue how many payments people have made on those loans. No well, and, clue. I, and I think that's one of the reasons the president uh, thinks uh, includes the phrase student loan forgiveness in his conversation because he knows it's a debacle and there's no track of how much they're losing and how much they owe and all this stuff. So he probably thinks that if you do a gr- the great reset on student loans and maybe keep track of them in the future, that that would uh, you know help people. But I honestly think the government could somehow get an, a real well, accountant to get in there. If you don't know how much they owe, trillion dollars with a t- a trillion dollars but if that you they don't have know. handed out, which essentially has gone to colleges and universities across this country. That's who has the money, not the students. Well, it goes into an account and is held in their good faith by the universities. How is g- giving them a $10,000 break on their student debt going to help if we don't know what their student debt is? Right. That's true, Joe. No, it's not going to do anything except buy the loyalty of the people who got the $10,000 break. Now, let me ask you this. Isn't that then income to you? And shouldn't you then pay income tax on that break? of having your loan forgiven for $10,000? Well, but do you actually Isn't see that income? Do you actually see the money or does it just is it just a paper thing where it's well, you written saw off? the money when you got it? Well, yeah, but I mean if I if I say I owe $10,000 and tomorrow I don't owe it, no one actually gave me the $10,000 to pay it off. They just said your record is clean. Right, but Joe, if I won the lottery, one point two eight billion dollars, they don't give me one point two eight billion dollars. The federal government, the state, the local governments—they all take their part. They get first, paid first right. by the by the uh, company running the program, and then finally, you know, I get maybe half of it. Right. right. Yeah. They said this so, uh, person in uh, I think Illinois or Indiana is going to get uh, only about seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. No, no, no. Isn't it funny you put I only in front of that mark? I kid you not. <laughs> maybe well, seven hundred and fifty million. Oh, oh, seven hundred fifty million. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Thank 000. you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, my point here Less is, gentlemen, half. the government asserts that it can manage the money. And time after time, we see that's utter nonsense. Yep. There were trillions of dollars wasted in Iraq and Afghanistan, trillions of dollars lost and wasted there. And I'm not talking about all the uh, equipment they just abandoned there. They brought it in by pallets, pallets of U.S. currency lost. No one can tell you what became of that money. So people with this blind faith in the government, it mystifies me how they could have such faith. 
in, in an organization that has grown so incompetent as to boggle the imagination. They said, hey, Cindy, don't worry. You earn money. We're going to take just a wee bit of it, and we're going to hold it in trust for you. And then when you retire, we'll give it back to you. But what did they do? They stole it. Don't worry, Cindy. We're going to hold more money aside for you for Medicare. And when you get old, then we're going to pay for your health care. And what happened to that? They stole it. Not only that, but they allowed such gross overspending by many people that the system is bankrupt. I mean, it's just ridiculous. There is no evidence, none. I defy anyone to provide evidence of a competent management of any federal government program that hasn't exceeded its costs and abused the taxpayers and failed to deliver, being the worst part is how they treat the veterans. Good point. I mean, it's just beyond the a imagination how that works. they go, oh, mm. no, no, more money. We'll give them more money. That'll fix it. Look at Solyndra. Obama gives them half a billion dollars, half a billion dollars to make solar panels. Within a year, they're bankrupt. How yep. could you even spend, can, as individuals, how could we have spent that kind <laughs> of money? How could you even and, do that? But, All right. again, <laughs> you know, another um, example, the federal government. And, you know, the previous administration warned them that that company was not solvent and it should not be funded, and they went ahead and funded it anyway. Because why? Well, we're all green. Hey, let's be green. We're going green. You're not green if you throw away taxpayer money. There's nothing green about that. There's no climate <laughs> they saving meant, about that. They meant that. green it's just cash. Exploitation. That's what they meant. Green cash, not green <laughs> oh, planetarily. Oh, my confusion. My <laughs> cool, quick, Thank quick you, question. Before, wait, before we let you go, oh. uh, have you heard of any solutions for the student loan debacle? Since it's such a uh, in Washington. Pay your loan. Right, for individuals. People in good faith loaned you that money. Pay it off. But That's uh, my answer. Yeah, but the federal I government did. can't run such my a program. My father did. My children have. I did. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's not like it, we can, I don't know how people can say, oh my God, we can't pay for this. I okay. did. You know, you can find everyday people across this country who in good faith did. I urged my daughter and her husband to pay them off early, and they did. People, you know, it's about choices as far as I'm concerned. Yes, you cannot live. It may be true that you have taken out so much of a loan that you now find that it pinches you about haircuts, about coffee every day, about fingernail things, about going on vacation. All right, oh, well, you made the choice. You spent <laughs> the money. Ask Dave Ramsey. All right, oh, so well. no solutions in Washington. Too bad. Okay. I'm going over to Sunbury Motors, and I'm going to buy myself a $100,000 truck and then Ooh. ask for forgiveness of the loan. Well, you got a $50,000 Lightning already paid for, so don't buy another one. Well, All right, they won't thank you, worry Cindy. about it because they can bill Mark and me and all these other people who don't have the vehicle will pay for it. That's what we're talking about here. That's what's unjust. And it falls the most egregiously on the lower-income people. Right, thank it you. goes Remembering to the higher-income people, and it falls most egregiously on the lower-income people. 
that's what's really wrong. I don't remember and the exact quote, but over in Northumberland National Bank in their main headquarters, there is etched in stone above uh, one end of the building something about the American society is built on the sacredness of contracts. Yep, and I right. agree with that. You know, I made a contract, a loan, uh, I wanted money from you, you gave it to me, I made a contract that said I'd pay it back, pay it back. All right, we got you, Cindy. Thank you so much you know, for calling oh, in. Oh, go. Right. Yeah, we got to move on. Thank okay, you, Cindy. Thanks, Cindy. Anyway. Yep. Bye. 1-800-795-9565, talking about the student loan debacle. President Biden had toyed with the idea of a broader student loan forgiveness, and I believe he may have campaigned saying that there'd be more student loan forgiveness. He's done some limited forgiveness for individuals who are in certain incentivization programs, like in health care or municipal service of some kind. So that much, I think, he did but how do. how can they do that without a bill? In other words, there had to be a bill that created the pool of money that was available for student loans. So uh, if there was a yeah, bill there, I'm sure there was no provision. leeway for some reason. I'm not sure why the administration what does What would the this? provision be? Saying, yeah, we pass sure. this bill that we can have trillions of dollars for student loans, and by the way, the president can write it all off. I don't believe that's <laughs> part of any bill. Well, that, that's, well, and that's, to, to, to his credit, the administration has said that, that they can't just wipe out student loan in total. You know, they, they, that's Even just not going to happen. Even in part, how right? can they do it? All right. Well, they, they apparently found some loopholes where they could, you know, where they could, uh, the executive order idea would uh, expedite already existing provisions in the loans. Like if you'd paid back $40,000, they'd forgive the last 10000 so he moved it up to 30000 and so then you, that would forgive it sooner. But that was the $40,000 provision had to be in the original bill, did it right. not? Yep, it was. So well, if that's it was a bill and it was stated exactly what was supposed to happen, the president can't change that. Well, he claimed as though he could expedite existing laws, so w- whatever. Well, and and be- besides this, the, the worst issue isn't, isn't the... Uh, you know, one million that he was able to forgive. It's the one trillion that they have no idea. No, nobody knows how much it is or where it is or who's supposed to be keeping track of it. It's it's a big mess in Washington, and that's probably why he toys with the idea of forgiving more of it. But he even he questions as to whether he could. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Got one email, and we will be right back. You can call us one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us. At on the mark at WKOK.com. You can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. I got a quote here that I think is relevant to our discussion. It's from President Calvin Coolidge. He said, Nothing is easier than spending the public money. It does not appear to belong to anybody. The temptation is overwhelming to bestow it upon somebody. <laughs> right, and then bring the big cardboard check of somebody else's money. Right. Yeah, it would be funny if whenever somebody in Washington has one of those big cardboard checks, if if the, where the signature is, they listed the names of all the people who had paid taxes in order to send that money to Washington. You know, like if you're given a big cardboard check right. to Solyndra, down at the lower right hand corner, the yeah, the lower right hand corner, it says Joe McGranahan, Mark Lawrence, Chris <laughs> from Milton, Dan from New Berlin, Everybody Joseph from who paid Milton. Their 
taxes. Fact, right, people who paid their taxes on time and are now Well, during the Vietnam War, this. there were people who wanted to send in their tax bill with a notice saying not to be spent on military expenditures. Oh, wow. I wonder if we could say not to be spent on frivolous, wasteful <laughs> expenditures. <laughs> the check won't clear. <laughs> won't clear, no. <laughs> All right. One of our good listeners says... The government can't manage programs because they are being fleeced by the private sector who she thinks know how to do things better. Hilarious. I assume that's from Tom, but it's assuming that... Cindy. Cindy, right. Uh, Okay, so... I don't know that the private sector could do better, but you'd certainly expect that the federal government could keep track of The private sector is fleecing the federal government. Okay, the government can't manage programs because they're being fleeced by the private sector, who she... Okay. So how is the private sector fleecing the federal government? Maybe not paying their fair share of taxes, I guess, would be part of it. But they're just complying with the rules. The federal government seems to have one hell of a lot of money available to spend on bizarre (laughs) things. Well, that's because our... We're My favorite of all time was the study that they did. I forget how much money they expended to study shrimp on a treadmill. Oh. <laughs> they, could, they could get a lot, of, <laughs> lot done. They got a lot of legs. I think we just ought to boil the shrimp and eat them, not put them on a treadmill. All right. We've got one call coming in, and we've got one brand-new email. Go ahead read that. I said, good morning, gentlemen. I think about a month ago I asked you how the inflation was infecti- affecting you, and both of you said nonchalantly it wasn't. I turn on the radio today, and I feel your pain, or should I say <laughs> you are feeling my pain? There is a difference, though, when you have uh, when you have the money to pay through the nose for something and when something's not available. Stock up. You're going to see lots of stuff not available. Thanks. I will check back soon to see if you are better off in a month or so. <laughs> yeah, my lovely bride comes back from the store. Well, just she so says, you know. Hey, I, did, I got gouged. <laughs> I did not buy the $45 case of John Cope's corn. Right. Although lovely, I was sorely tempted. Right. My lovely bride says we may run out of diet soda because if unless it's on sale, no, not $9 a case. <laughs> Sorry. I love to have a little of it, but uh, yeah, it's not going to work. Uh, Joseph, you're going to have to stand by. We'll take more comers. one 800 795 We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. One of our listeners, after we talked about Nancy Pelosi's husband, insider trading, said Paul Pelosi, the husband of the speaker, recently lost uh, how much? Three hundred forty-one thousand. Yeah, lost three hundred forty-one thousand dollars. So some of his insider trading didn't work out. <laughs> All right. So well, thank you for that. <laughs> I, I I don't buy it. Well, <laughs> that gets a math error. All right. On the topic of abortion, one of our listeners says this. 
This is on the subject of abortion. Some elect and insist on abortion because they don't want to be tied down with a child. Okay, I understand that, but what I do not understand is why it seems to be so difficult for people who want and love children to adopt. Seems crazy that American couples who want so dearly to become parents and cannot do so themselves that they cannot just get on a list of prospective adoptive alternatives. Also seems crazy to hear that American couples on many occasions have to go abroad to adopt a child because they do not make out so well in the United States. I know every person applying would be scrutinized carefully, so why is it difficult? I think if those who severely are upset about Roe versus Wade being overturned would give it a second thought to having that life inside them basically murdered if they would have this unwanted child put up for adoption. Explain what is the problem. All right, yeah, we should get those answers. Thank you. We did uh, send cost uh, is a problem. A emails factor. to a number of statewide abortion groups for someone to call in, but no takers, no interest. Well, the in cost of adoption is very expensive. Well, yeah, that's that's a factor. But I think our listener has the right point, and I think the ELCA, the Lutheran Church, has a great policy where they say, you know, uh, abortion should be absolutely the last worst resort. They don't, you know, uh, chagrin it just the way the Catholics do, but they said it should be the last resort. But you go on to the policy statement, it says, and shame on us for creating a society where abortion is viewed as one of the resorts at all. And it really examines all of our collective behaviors and and says, if you're going to talk about abortion, make sure you look at what society isn't doing for women and families. Uh, Joseph, you are on the mark. Thank you so much for calling in. Might be the last caller. You just never know. Go right ahead. Okay, yeah. Do you realize in the beginning of your show, the caller, you can't hear them? It's real low for some reason. Uh, we do not all. We do not realize that while we're here running the show. That way, but that's not why I called. Okay, thank you. We'll we'll try to monitor that. Thing to you, gentlemen, this morning, that you would agree with the founding fathers who threw 342 chests at the Boston Harbor, $5,000 against King George III, and rebelled against that government because of. They screamed out taxation without representation. Would you agree with that today? Would I agree to throw tea into the Boston? This morning so far? Well, you have to put it in context of the times. At the time, they were having a difficult time surviving here in America, and the government of England was making it harder for them to survive. Well, actually, no. If you know, you're a historian. Uh, check it out. Yes. At that time, King George dropped all the taxes in the colonies, but the tax on tea. And he only left that on to show them that he had authority to do it. In fact, it says that you could buy cheaper tea cheaper in the colonies, tax included, than right. you could buy it in Great Britain at the time. But then he came back with the Intolerable Acts. So the Stamp Acts, the Intolerable Acts, I mean, it was well, anyway, all part of a pattern. I think it's intolerable what the government's doing with our money. Don't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I do think that. <laughs> yeah. Well, what did they do? They took up arms and overthrew the government. In fact, that's what bearing arms is about. It's not about going out and shooting deer and rabbits. It's a bearing arms uh, against enemies, foreign and domestic. And, uh, hey, Thomas Jefferson said if the government doesn't provide and protect the people, the people have the obligation to abolish that government. And so what happened on uh, the 6th of the pagan month of January was just a sample of what's coming, I think. (laughs) 
I'm serious. <laughs> we believe you. Oh, we believe hey, you. You don't think you it, it can happen? Yeah. Look at the French Revolution. Look at the American Revolution. Look at every <laughs> revolution. Let's get the guillotine right. back out. Listen. If you don't learn from history. You're, not, you're, you're bound to repeat. But it. there is nothing in the nothing that says that the government has to spend our money wisely. No, and actually, this goes back to the scriptures. Uh, of course, when in the time of <laughs> the prophet Samuel, <laughs> uh, he was a spokesman for the Almighty, and the people wanted a king. And Samuel told him, "Hey, this is what's going to happen. He's going to tax you. He's going to take your sons and daughters in the service, etc., etc." And they said, "That's okay. We still want a king." And so he gave them what they wanted, and uh, then they cried about it when they they got the tax. You know. We got you. All right. Well, thank you so much, Joseph. Right. Thanks for calling in. Yep. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, we do have a pickle the at the phone line. Pagan uh, month of January. As we monitor the program uh, real time here, the voices are all fine. But uh, what happens when it gets to the transmitter, the level of the caller drops out. So, yeah, keep us vigilant about that. We'll keep that going. It's a little bit tough for us to monitor that. But uh, Doesn't the AGC take care of it? That stands for automatic gain control. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're a little bit farther behind, beyond the level devil that you ran. Oh, back you remember in the, the day. level devil, do you? Yes. <laughs> Had a little pitchfork on it. Had one <laughs> tube. Yep. Yeah. I remember that when I was with the first one that we ever got in radio. An automatic gain control is supposed to keep everything you hear equal, uh, mm-hmm. so that you yeah. can't say that our commercials are louder than other programming. But I remember the first one that was put in when I was working at WKBO in Harrisburg. Had that little pitchfork and the little red devil on it, mm-hmm. and it. It would drag up the sound on anything. So we were doing a baseball game, and it would drag the crowd noise up to 100 dB fully. Oh, And then somebody would speak, and it would blow the transmitter off the air. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. One of our listeners Oh, those were the days. It says, I was traveling north on U.S. 11 and 15 from Harrisburg on Sunday. During my trip, I made the following observation on gas prices. Sheets at Duncannon, 409 a gallon. Sheets at Sealands Grove, 449 a gallon. Sheets at Lewisburg, 439 a gallon. Can someone please explain the price difference? A sheets well, a sh- is a sheets. Yeah, Sheets at Duncannon is involved in a gas war down in Duncannon. There is was a gas war up at Lewisburg, but I guess both sides aren't participating in it right now. It's because their prices are normal. But Duncannon is comp- Competing with not a Wawa, but like a 7-Eleven or something down there. Rudders. Right. It, it, exactly. Thank you. And so they have the gas lower there. But uh, but hit Gas Buddy. Uh, one of the Gas Buddy stations about 30 miles from here would have been cheaper than my discount at Wise Markets for gas that we get for groceries. Wawa. So, <laughs> Wawa. Yeah, and they're coming to our area, too. Thank you so much, Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. This is WKOK Sunbury. Thank you, Rob Center, too.